Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 4, Episode 6. Welcome back to the station. This is part four of a series on the challenge of growth. And if all goes according to plan, this is the final chunk of that series. Growth and maturity are not easy. They are not inevitable. But I would be remiss if I didn't provide you with some practical things that you can do to add depth to your own living, thinking, and leading. An ancillary idea to the thoughts last time about don't follow your heart is something that I want you to take with you. Your ego is not your friend. A couple of years back, my wife and I took a winter vacation getaway, well, to a warmer climate. On one of those evenings, we decided to make reservations at a nice restaurant that had a good reputation. So, we did. It was one of those fancy places. Panoramic view of the city, good food, well-prepared. Now, usually when we go to a place like this, there's one thing that stands out. Either the quality of the food or the quality of the service. (laughs) But not this time. I have no idea what I ordered. I have no recollection of the service, but I suspect that it was pretty good. A few tables away, though, there was a conversation going on that we couldn't help but overhear. There was a couple there, a man and presumably his wife, and this is a pretty close paraphrase of what we overheard. You are lucky to have me. I am a great catch. There are a lot of women who would love to do as well as you did. I hope you know how lucky you are. You know, I know what you're thinking. It couldn't have been that bad. Sam's exaggerating. Well, I kind of wish that I was. When my wife and I left, we both had the same thought. Oh, that poor woman. Since then, every time I do something stupid, wait, wait, okay. If I ever were to do something stupid, I would follow it up with, you are lucky to have me. I'm a great catch. And she rolls her eyes. But that has become a part of our banter. Your ego is not your friend. This is a challenge because we need our ego. It's part of what allows us to do good work and to recognize it as such. It protects us. And our ego is different for everybody. The ego is part of what makes us either thick-skinned or fragile. It's also the part of us that wants to be noticed. As I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, the ego sees everything as a zero-sum game. So if someone else succeeds... Well, it's got to be at my expense. Well, that ego thing and the vice of pride that can easily get out of control doesn't necessarily work in our favor. You are lucky to have me. (laughs) Last week, I made the observation that it takes humility to get out of your own way and intentionally move toward maturity. Well, this week, I want to tell you that it takes maturity to get out of your own way and intentionally move toward humility. Both are true. They depend on one another. Has it ever occurred to you how little you know about what you're doing? Most of your life was likely lived out of your cultural default settings. You chose what to do after high school based on advice of someone you trusted. Maybe it was military service. Maybe it was a skilled trade. Maybe it was university. Maybe you're one of those people who always knew what their job was going to be because, well, it was just expected. In my hometown, there's a hospital and medical center named after a particular family of doctors. And since the early 1900s, that family has raised doctors. 
you have such and such a last name, and well, guess what? You're going to be a doctor. Well, how about this? On our farm, we have a barn. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> Sorry. No, wait. We have a barn, and I found it to be a really good place to think. My father-in-law farmed there. His father farmed there. His father farmed there, and his father farmed there. Four generations of farmers. Somehow or other, whether by advice or genetics, you made your choices. And here you are. See, that's a problem, isn't it? I have a couple of things to say about that, and I hope you find them helpful. Peter Drucker made the observation about 40 years ago that until fairly recently, people did not have the opportunity to choose a career or what they wanted to do with their life. Yes, farmers begat farmers, doctors begat doctors, that's true. And dead-end jobs often begat dead-end jobs. I grew up with friends who were just dirt poor, and I watched as their moms did whatever was necessary to put food on the table. They worked nights at a local restaurant. They waited tables. They worked as cleaning help. They didn't have the skills or even the hope of working their way up to being a secretary. But they got by, and the kids grew up to be fine citizens. See, two of them immediately come to mind. One served a full career in the military and settled in another part of the country, while the other built a successful business. And that's really the point of this. A rough start does not have to define you. Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. Yes, there's still systemic bias, and sometimes people can get stuck in that. And no, it is not easy to escape. I'm not saying it is. But hear this, though. You don't know what you're going to face. I'm very thankful for where I am and the work that I get to do. There's a line in the Bible that says, The boundaries of my life had fallen in pleasant places. Yep, I see that. But not everything was sunshine and smiley faces. If you would have asked me in grade school what I wanted to be, I would have told you an architect. At least, that was the plan on the days when I wasn't pursuing being a classical music composer. But here's the thing. I didn't have the math skills to be an architect. I had a teacher in fourth grade tell me that I was, quote, dumb at math. Well, that followed me, and it shaped the choices I made. Mostly, I chose words because, well, I was dumb at math. I was well into adulthood when I figured out that, no, I was not dumb at math. I have uh, number dyslexia. There's a technical term for it, dyscalculia, but you would expect a word nerd to know that. But see, here's the thing. All along the way, I tried to just figure out where God was leading me. And if I couldn't figure that out, I'd at least try to do what honored him. When I went back to school for my master's degree, you have to know that dumb at math gave me doubts about a lot of things. But going back to school seemed like the right thing to do. Ugh, I hate to say this because I've already posted a tirade about people who say it's all about the journey. It's not. But at the same time, you don't have to know the whole story before you start. You don't have to even know what you're doing. There's a song by the Innocence Mission about letting Jesus navigate the uncertainties of life on our behalf. It's called Migration, and it includes these lyrics. My love will sail this ship through great storms and ice flows. He is not afraid as I am. He is not afraid. And this is why he knows the way. And this is why he knows the way. He knows the way. Unquote. You know, I found that to be true. If you're going to hold yourself to a commitment, maybe it should be this. Prepare faithfully, even if you don't know what you're preparing for. Let me say that again. Prepare faithfully, 
even if you don't know what you're preparing for. Seems like odd advice until you consider this. You really don't know what you're preparing for. You just don't know. All you know is that you are preparing for something. Prepare faithfully, and God will use that preparation in ways that will probably surprise you. Most of us in real life don't know for sure what we're doing, particularly when a crisis comes up. A crisis crops up in front of us, and we wonder, where did that come from? You know those moments, the now what moments. When crises occur in work or personal life, it can feel like all we have to draw from is this well of preparation, and we find ourselves surprised at how well prepared we were. Not when we're in it, but when we're through it. Yeah, there's still uncertainty. This COVID thing feels a lot like a plague. A lot of people are struggling. I hate to say this, but even now, prepare faithfully. You never know, but what your kids, your grandkids, or your great-grandkids will need the wisdom that you learn as a result of this pandemic. You know, you can't learn the challenging lessons in life if your whole goal is to protect your ego and look good. When your world starts crumbling, it won't help to say, You are so lucky. I'm a great catch. Pull down the ego, grab onto your humility, and admit that you have a lot to learn. That's the only way you can be ready for whatever happens to be next in your life. <laughs> Crud. Another don't hear what I'm not saying moment. See, this humility and maturity thing is not about preparing for hard times. It's about being ready for life. It's about being ready for the good opportunity, too, when that comes your way. Don't think of faithful preparation as an insurance policy of get against bad stuff happening. It is not that. It's simply a way to be ready for whatever happens to be next. That's why we have to get out of our own way. Tell your ego to shut up. And there you go. As always, if you're enjoying Great Ridge Station, tell your friends and colleagues. Hey, get to it. You need to socialize with them, even if you're social distancing. They need to hear from you. Specifically, they need to hear these words. Subscribe to Great Ridge Station. It's a good catch. <laughs> if you have ideas or questions that you'd like me to address, steer them my way on Twitter. Hashtag GRS questions. You'll find me there too, at LJ Helgerson. Until next time, you'll find me hanging around the station, always ready for someone to strike up a conversation. Like I said, I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.